Sendable Insider podcast. Uh, I'm Gavin, and with me today is Katie Gold. Katie, do you want to explain to the listeners what you do at Sendable? Yes. Yeah, so my name is Katie. As Gavin has already said, I'm the customer marketing manager at Sendable. So if you are one of our existing customers, you're more than likely have received an email from me. So I am the voice behind the name. But essentially, my goal in a nutshell is to turn our customers into promoters through our Refer a Friend program, our community, and then, of course, our review sites as well. Cool. Yeah. So in this episode, I wanted to discuss how we grew our review scores over the last 12 months. And this all came about after a friend of mine reached out to me uh, asking if I could point, uh, point him in the right direction to kind of drive more reviews for his startup. So I thought instead of writing an email to him, let me record an episode with Katie, who's the expert on this, this topic. And at Sendable, we believe that our customers are generally our best salespeople. So we, we really have focused on reviews over the last 12 months as a company to try to drive our, our review scores up, drive up our reputation, and use it as a way to kind of drive more trust for our brand. So we set one of our KPIs in the company to get to a particular review score over a period of time. And this KPI was assigned to Katie, and she's managed to get our review score from, I think it was around 4.36 about a year ago up to, I believe, 4.46 now in just under 12 yeah, months. Yeah, that, that, that right? is correct. Yeah, yeah. So and now, it, obviously, it, it might not sound like a lot, but it takes a lot of positive reviews to drive that number up, even by a fraction of a point. Sorry, Katie, you were going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, so to get from 4.36 to 4.46 in a year, it's we've increased the number of reviews we have by 43%. So it's taken a 43% <laughs> increase in reviews to just get up by, yeah, 0.1. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. So today we're going to talk about our strategy for getting reviews, why NPS is crucial to measure NPS in your company, um, and just some challenges we faced um, as a result of trying to push forward our, our reviews, and then how we generally incentivize our users to give us reviews. So maybe you want to explain to the listeners, Katie, why reviews are important. So I believe reviews are really important today because our leads are essentially using these sites to help them in our in their buying process. So obviously they want to see and hear unbiased feedback from actual users of our tool. And if we think of ourselves as customers, like even when we're buying something off Amazon, we're always going to look at the reviews. What are actual normal people saying about the product? And I think we trust people more than we actually trust the brand. So I think it is really important. And also, if we're talking about review sites in particular, the more reviews we get and the better reviews we get, we're going to stand out against our competitors. So I think that's also really important to note. That's a good point. And I guess, you know, for people who are considering maybe pushing their reviews up on different sites, is it best to kind of focus on one site, do you think? Or try to go abroad and try to get your review numbers up on multiple sites? So I, I think it's better to focus on one particular review site, right? We focus our energy right now into our G2 profile. I believe you need to really do your research and decide which review site is best suited for your particular company or brand. There are so many review sites out there that it would almost be impossible to have a presence or have a significant presence on every single one. So I think pick one that is really best suited to your industry and also look where your competitors are. If your competitors are spending time and energy in trying to get reviews to their G2 profile, it would be silly if we were then to go and focus our energy on Captera, for example, because if our buyers are looking at G2, we won't have an as strong sort of presence on G2 that our competitors have. So 
do your research and I think pick one and really focus your time and energy into that one before trying to take on multiple. Yeah, I think to add to that, I think it's also important to look at which review sites rank highest for your brand plus reviews. So for example, if you type in sendable reviews, we focused heavily on G2 because G2 comes up as a top review site for sendable reviews. So if you look at your SEO, maybe it's Google reviews, could be Facebook reviews, whatever it is. Yeah. But if you do a search and see what comes up top for your brand name plus reviews, and then make that your focus, spend at least 12 months trying to get those reviews up before you jump to another site, I would say. So like, what would you say to businesses who don't have any reviews or maybe those that have only negative reviews? How should they handle that situation? So if you have no reviews or if you have negative reviews, I think firstly, are you actively seeking reviews? That's that's the first thing. So do you have a presence on a particular review site and are you now actively seeking them? If you're actively seeking reviews and you still have none, then maybe it's about looking at how you are approaching trying to get these reviews. Maybe it's about trying different incentives. Maybe it's about trying a different approach. Like if I think about what we're doing, we we do run email campaigns, but there have been moments where we've gone through sort of like dry spells where we haven't been getting any new reviews. So we've had to then try a slightly different approach. And I know, Gavin, you have reached out to customers like one-on-one via LinkedIn, and that seemed to really, really help. So it's about maybe adjusting your approach slightly, seeing what might work, what doesn't. You could also try different incentives if you are offering incentives. Maybe you're offering a discount on your product in exchange for a really nice review that might not be performing. So you could try and mix it up a bit with a gift card or a piece of swag and that might perform better. So I think it's it's about like revisiting what you're doing and maybe adjusting a couple of things and seeing if any of them may have an impact. If you are only receiving negative reviews, and I think maybe you're either targeting the wrong customer So look back at whom you're targeting, right? You only want to target your promoters. You shouldn't be going after your detractors and your passives because obviously they're not going to be giving you positive reviews. So maybe you need to go back, see who you're targeting and maybe refine that list a little bit more. And then also, if it's only negative reviews you're getting, maybe it's time to turn inward as well. Like if I was coming in every day and we were only receiving negative reviews on G2, then I would turn to the rest of the team and be like, hey guys, we're not doing something right here. Have we been listening to our customer feedback? What are we, have we implemented any of the things that they're requesting? Because then, you know, if we are taking their feedback on board, if we are listening to them, which we do, you shouldn't be getting negative review after negative review. You touched on a very important point there. So you said that you should make sure that you're asking the right people to leave your review, so promoters. Do you want to explain how we use NPS to determine what types of customers we're asking to review us? Yeah, definitely. So at the moment, we currently work with Delighted. I know this might change uh, very soon, but every 90 days, we send out an NPS survey to our customers and we ask them to leave us a score. Now, if they leave us a 9 or a 10, they become a promoter. And if they are a promoter, we then send them out an automatic email from HubSpot asking them to please kindly view our G2 profile and leave us a review. As part of this this email campaign, we do incentivize them to leave the review, but we're not bribing them. I think, do you think there's a difference between reaching out to customers and saying, leave us a positive review and we'll give you something in return, as opposed to we're already getting this positive feedback and all we're doing is saying to them, you know, please take a bit of time out of your day can you share this on our G2 profile? And, you know, we'll send you a piece of swag to say thank you. 
Maybe for those who don't know what NPS is, Katie, could you explain what it means and how businesses can use it to survey their uh, customers? So NPS is the Net Promoter Score. And basically, as I mentioned, this pops up every 90 days in tool, in the Sendable tool, and it allows your customers to give you a score. So you might have seen it if you use, I don't know, I was using something the other day and it popped up. And if you're really happy with the service you've been getting or the tool, you really love what's going on, you'd obviously give the tool a higher a higher rating and you then are prompted to leave a comment. And it's really useful because internally we see every single response. So it really helps our team, not just our marketing team, maybe we need to provide more training or more material to help them better understand the tool. But I think it also helps the product team decide what might be important or maybe there's missing features or maybe someone can't find a particular feature. And I think it really helps the entire company see what our customers are asking for and see where we might be falling short. Yeah, I think from my side, if you're going to embark on this review strategy, if, you, if you're new to reviews, I would definitely recommend having some sort of survey or NPS survey at the end of when a customer buys something from you. So maybe if you, if you sell a product, for example, it's a one-off sort of payment. Once they've paid you for that product, maybe they've used it for 30 days. You then send out a survey by email potentially and ask for feedback. And then using that score, if you get those who give you a nine or a 10, like Katie was saying, we then reach out to them to leave you a positive review so the public can see how great your service is or your product is. So I think it, it, it has to be used hand in hand with your review strategy is what I would suggest. Yeah. And I think what's also great with MPS is that, as I said, it pops up every 90 days. So today someone might be a promoter, but then in 90 days, they might be a passive or a detractor. And you can reach out and, and understand more about why the score has changed so drastically in only three months. Yeah. Now, obviously, when we saw these promoters and we asked them for a review, we tried different ways to incentivize them. I know we tried to give them a, a voucher in exchange for them writing up a review, which t- takes about 10 minutes, I think. But I think over time, we developed a different strategy. Do you want to explain how we've been able to incentivize them to leave us a review? Yeah, so this has also been very trial and error, right? So we've had to try different things. So as Gavin mentioned, we did initially try gift cards. We were trying with $10 gift cards and we increased it to 20. And I think at one point we even had it at $25. And it was working, you know, it was a very sort of personal email that we were sending out, you know, get a $20 gift card, leave us a review, but it wasn't bringing in volume. And I then remember, Gavin, you went and started reaching out to a couple of our promoters on LinkedIn. So a slightly different change in approach. And at that time, we had just bought on the new hoodies as part of our swag range. And I remember you had started offering hoodies via LinkedIn. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is how it started. And I noticed we got a huge increase in reviews. I think we got about 10 new reviews solely from you reaching out, offering a hoodie. And that's when we all kind of stopped and thought, maybe it's time to try swag instead of gift cards. Um, So that's what we did. We tested out different pieces of swag. And what we kind of have settled on what's performing really well is obviously hoodies. I think everyone loves free stuff. But also, like, I remember trying to rack my brain, like, why are gift cards not working and hoodies are? Like, I can't understand it. And then I think the sort of the line that we've drawn in the sand is maybe it's that personal touch of like you're actually you're expecting something in the post you're receiving a a personal you know gift from an actual brand and I think maybe that it's a little bit more personal than just being sent an Amazon gift card via email so yeah Yeah, so that's what really works you know it was pretty interesting at the time because I was focusing on the brand awareness side right I was trying to see can we get like would promoters like to get some swag promote the brand 
But I was thinking, could I tie in getting a review at the same time? And that was like really, it really surprised me that people would give a review and get the hoodie and have left us a positive NPS score. Yeah. That all that stuff for us. They were obviously really fans of our product and our you know, company. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been amazing. Like, yeah, and I know like we're almost out of stock of like, yeah, I think, think it's like the second or third hoodie order that we've done. We're nearly out of stock. It's been amazing. Yeah, so I guess for the listeners, it, it worked for us giving swag because they obviously love the brand, the product, et cetera. They're willing to wear it. So if you can tie in some sort of brand awareness play with your review strategy and your NPS, that would be amazing. If not, you know, if your customers are maybe consumers, maybe a voucher is a better way to go, giving a gift card, that kind of thing. But what what happens when reviews dry up? So obviously, let's say we run out of promoters uh, at some point. Do you have any other ways you think we could maybe potentially drive more reviews in the future? Yeah, so... I mean, over the 12 months that we've really been driving reviews to our G2 profile, this has definitely happened to us on multiple occasions where we've just been through an almost a moment of drought where we're getting, it's going week on week and we've maybe got one or two reviews here and there and it's just not working. So I think in these moments, we we tend to revisit the strategy. We switch up the approach slightly. So where it might have been well, we still have the automatic NPS email going out, but we, we've we tried different things. So we then say to you, Gavin, or oh, would you mind reaching out to a handful of these promoters and seeing if a personal email from you as the CEO would do the trick? We've also tried putting photos of our existing customers in the swag on social media, obviously um, with their permission and sort of saying, hey, are you a sendable customer? Like, look at Gavin, he's in his amazing sendable hoodie. Do you want one? DM us and we'll tell you how you can go about getting one. And that has also worked really well where then a customer would DM us and say, oh, you know, I want a hoodie. How can I go about getting one? And um, we would then tell them the process like, oh, you know, we would love love you to leave a review. And they do. And then that's how they, they go about getting their hoodie. So I think it's about revisiting your strategy changing a couple things maybe it is changing the incentive or maybe it's simply just changing the approach maybe your email is coming across too cold and automated and maybe it's just about tweaking a few things to make it come across as more approachable and that could have a difference so yeah i think there's a few things you can you can try but they don't have to be big changes yeah so um i think i think most businesses people that i speak to are are fearful of getting negative reviews so they try a campaign but maybe they make a mistake somewhere along the way and someone leaves a really horrible review how should you approach that? Should you engage with that review? Like, What's the best strategy there? It's always going to be a gamble when you ask for reviews, no matter who you are, right? Even for us, every single day I log on to G2 holding my breath. Like, is today going to be a bad one? Is it going to be a good one? Your promoters can change from promoters to detractors in a day, right? So you never know that you, you might just get them on, on a bad day and then you've got a negative review. I believe we always need to acknowledge and reply to the negative reviews we receive. I think it's really important that people looking at our profile leads, for example, can see that we're acknowledging negative feedback, we're taking it on board, and we also just care about what we're hearing. So I do believe it's really important to to acknowledge it and to, to reply to it. And what would you say a higher review score has meant for us as a company, do you think? Higher review score for us has definitely increased our ranking against our competitors. So obviously, I'm talking about G2 in particular here, but every quarter they release their reports. Now, the more reviews you have and the better quality reviews that you have, you then rank higher within these reports. And by ranking higher, we obviously have now overtaken some of our competitors. 
But not only have we overtaken some of our competitors, but we also get awarded with badges every quarter. Badges are almost like it might say best social media management tool for winter 2020. And I think this year we we were awarded with, I think it was one of the top 50 marketing products for 2020, which is incredible. And I stand to be corrected, but I don't believe any other competitor has that badge. So that's been great. Yeah, we've definitely, as I said, we've definitely increased in rankings and um, it just, it, it really looks, it looks good. So I think, yeah, from my side, like I, I've been, obviously I get contacted by VCs, you know, pretty much every week wanting to invest in the company. And I guess when, when those lists come out, I see a spike in these, these investors wanting to reach out to Sendable uh, to get involved in the company and investment and, and that kind of thing. So I think if you can climb the rankings, get your ratings higher, you definitely get on the radar of some influential people, not only customers, but other you know other possible opportunities in the future as well. It could be partnerships, it could be anything. But just I think focusing on that, building reputation in the industry and your market is really key for your sustainable sort of growth uh, as a company. Um, I think it's, I think, sorry to jump in. I think it's also really important just to note that quality over quantity is definitely better. So we have done a bit of research into how to generate, you know, or how to sort of increase our score on some of these review sites. And a lot of them mention that getting two five-star reviews is a lot better than say getting three four-star reviews. They really look at the diversity in, in the, where the reviews are coming from, the diversity in the industry that these reviews are coming from. So I think that's also really important to address when reaching out to your promoters. Actually, that's an interesting topic. So, you know, obviously some companies, they kind of try to generate fake reviews. Have you seen anything like that in, in the space, you know, kind of in, in review on review sites where you can clearly see it's been automated or... The reviews aren't that genuine. Review sites such as G2, Captera, GetApp are very, very strict with this. So I can't say that I've necessarily seen anything that I deem fake on any of these sites. That said, what is very interesting is that a site like G2 or Captera, they will post sort of like a banner on top of the review if they note that it might be coming from a coll- like an internal colleague, for example. So if I log on to our G2 profile and try and leave a review as a Sendable customer, it will pick up that I am Katie, I work at Sendable, and it will put a- place a banner on top of my review. So it kind of makes it a little bit more um, transparent so that then whomever's looking at our profile can see, okay, this person might actually work, like might actually work internally. You do have to log into some of these platforms using your LinkedIn accounts or your Google account. So they can, they are getting really good at picking up reviews that might be coming within your your actual company. So I guess for any businesses who are looking to get started with reviews, like my friend um, that I mentioned earlier, where would you say they should start? Like what's the first thing they should be doing? Firstly, I think you need to research and pick the site that you want to focus on very carefully. As I've mentioned, like look where your competitors are spending time. Um, as Gavin, I think you said in, in the beginning, Google your business name and reviews and see what's you know what's ranking, what review site is the most popular. So really decide where you want to focus your energy on. If you have a budget to spend, determine how you're going to spend this budget. Are you going to get someone to reach out to promoters on your behalf? Maybe you want to include incentives. You know this it does cost money. It does. Mm-hmm. Then determine the list of users you want to go after. So weed out your passives and detractors. I would say rather start with a smaller list of people that you know for sure are promoters and that you know would speak really highly of your brand. And then decide how you're going to approach these. So maybe you are going to go with automated emails. 
if they are automated, make sure they sound personal and approachable. Or maybe you're going for a more one-on-one approach where you're reaching out to them um, on LinkedIn or on social media. So I think that's really important. And obviously, post-review, it's very important to acknowledge every review every review you receive, even if it is negative. You know, say thank you. You might, It might be worth following up with an email if it is negative. Um, recognize that negative feedback publicly. And then if it doesn't work, you know, just test a different incentive, test a different approach, just revisit that strategy and test different different things because there will be dry spells where you have to, where you're wondering what you're doing wrong or why no one's leaving any reviews. And yeah, it's just about testing and trying different things, really. Brilliant advice. Uh, but if you have any other questions or want any advice on a review strategy, please email insider at sendable.com and we'll get back to you. And hopefully see you guys soon. Bye, guys. Thank you.